saying this because when we do this at this time, the Lord gives us such a, an opportunity to just open up a little more on what the Lord is saying. And you know that every occasion, on every occasion when the Lord allows us to open up more His Word regarding the visions. You know, this is a very powerful and special occasion in the church because the Lord is speaking directly from heaven by visions and voice and then I'm lining up, I'm aligning it for you with Scripture and then you really understand the instruction the Lord is transmitting to the church at this hour. A very, very critical hour in the life and history of the church, right? And I know that there are more seats here now. So if there are any people in Nairobi, about 20 people, you are welcome. If you are tuned in, I know a lot of them in the offices are tuned in. There are about 20 positions for bishops and pastors of Nairobi. And even thicker in the nearby towns. Uh, there are about 20 positions. And I'm saying if you are coming, drive slowly, please. Because we are live on radio now. Drive slowly, just make sure you arrive safe. Now, I just want to touch on what we have seen, because we have a guest here, and all of you are guests. I honor all of you. I bless you very much. And uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, you have a flight today at midnight? And for you? Same flight, eh? The KLM flight. Okay, so whenever your time, that means they, they, they leave what time? They are leaving 8 p.m. to the airport. 8 p.m. to the airport. So you leave 8 p.m. So whenever your time comes, you just leave because I've already met you and blessed you. But we will still be here to bid you farewell. So what I'm saying is that uh, we have been looking at a very critical conversation from Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah Yahweh, Jehovah Hashofet, Jehovah Mekadishken, Jehovah Gana, the King, Mishvat, the Judge the righteous king, and what is speaking to the church. And we've seen so far until now, together with the delegation from Uganda, is also here, I don't want to forget you, you are in the mix, plus the senior bishop here. We have seen so far that whatsoever the Lord has spoken this far until here, is very critical in terms of instructing the church. There are two aspects here. The sensitization on the time. To become sensitive on the time. Hallelujah. There are two aspects here. To know that time has passed. Time is spent, so we need to start preparing the church in a hurry. Prepare the church in a hurry. We saw that since we started, right? Are we together? So the sensitization on time. And then the next thing we saw is the qualitative aspects of that conversation. And I appreciate you, Engineer, to see you here. I know you have a very big project, building a huge bridge in Bongoma. I've also had, but thank you for getting time to do this here. Thank you, Engineer Wachira. But uh, I appreciate you. I recognize you. So um, the first aspect is time. And then the second important qualitative. In other words, matters of the quality of Christian salvation. Are we still together? In other words, that is where now repentance comes in. Where the Lord is saying, can we now, because time is past and the Messiah is coming, can we now improve on the quality of Christian salvation that when that day comes, we may not be put to shame? Are we there now? Because I have seen the glorious coming of the Messiah. I have trumpeted this, I've said it across space, I've said it across time, and I've gone to many, many countries, all the continents, New Zealand, Australia, everywhere, Finland up there, Canada, all the way down to Concepcion, Chile, everywhere, bringing this tremendous announcement that the Messiah is coming, and it's going to be very powerful to prepare. 
And we saw very clearly since we began that this is a worthy cause. This is a quality time in the church because other than meeting you and someone coming to tell you of his journey, how God removed him from rags to riches, now we are talking about the kingdom of glory. Hallelujah. Now we are talking about the real purpose for which the Lord created the church. That the church may wait for him, that the church may prepare for him, that the church may enter the glorious kingdom of God. Are we still together? And that's why I'm saying today is such an ample, awesome opportunity to just give a little summary before I handle a very critical message I want to handle tonight. Extremely very critical message tonight. Very, very critical. I'll begin it today and roll it out and I know it will spill it tomorrow. It will move into Sunday. It will move into Sunday. I know the bishops will come here on Sunday. Yes, because I've been told there is an AGM on Saturday, but on Sunday they will be here. On, in fact, on Saturday I could take the, the, the pastors, I mean the, the sheep of Nairobi here. On Saturday, when, when they are doing their AGM, we will do the kingdom of God. Yeah, we will continue with the kingdom of glory. Yeah. Darila Moshi likitoka kwenye station kuna mtu anaweza kasema naishika isimamishe hapana itaenda tu kabisa mpaka ifike pale hallelujah hakuna kuisimamiza ukicheza atakusaga atumesimama sema hapana hapana you cannot go please si atakusaga hallelujah little boma does not hurt right so now that qualitative aspect involves repentance that's what we saw and tonight is going to be very big I really want you to pay attention to this and write and record as the Lord leads you that your memory may not let you down tonight is going to be very critical my son Keke are you alright my, my daughter Keke are you alright sorry about that I'm really in a war here really I'm running <laughs> yes my daughter Keke is everything alright thank you so much and Atlanta Georgia are you okay and then Finland is okay we have Netherlands where is Netherlands today Netherlands is okay, Germany, thank you so much, and Austria, and uh, other Finland, and everywhere. So now, listen to this now. I want to do a quick rundown, just to capture what we have seen until now. Once we do that, then I will now introduce the message for today. Uh, is that alright with you? Thank you very much. So, we have seen the rapture of the church. And we have seen the following. We have seen that in the calendar of God, the next most important event is the rapture of the church, the coming of the Messiah in a flash, in the twinkle of an eye, to take the church. And we have seen that that is a tremendous event, a most important event you don't want to miss, or you don't want to not prepare for that event. Are we together? And so, we have seen that when the rapture has been announced, the way the Lord has announced, has sent us to announce it, then there is an instruction to prepare for the rapture. And the importance of the rapture we have seen in the process, but I'm just summarizing. Why is it important? It's important because we have seen that the judgment of God is coming. Are we together? Once the judgment of God is coming, why is it coming? The judgment of God is coming, number one. Why? Because God is now planning to liberate the earth. To liberate the earth away from Satan. And he promised to give that kingdom of the world back to Jesus. How are we together? And so, having seen that the rapture of the church is coming, 
because it's time for God to do the progression of the prophetic timeline. Because of that, focus on me now. Because of that, the Lord has people. He has his elect. And his election are the following. Are the people that have believed in Jesus. They have loved Jesus. They have obeyed Jesus. They have hearkened to the command of the grace. To the law of the grace. To the requirements of the grace that say righteousness. Holiness without which nobody will see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14. We have seen that. So, once the Lord has his people who are holy. Then we have said, there is no way you who is born again. God should take you and mix you with the wicked and crush you together. Have we seen that? Therefore, God has a rescue program. A rescue plan. That is the importance of the rapture. That he has planned to rescue his people before the wrath. In Spanish, they say, mente de Dios. Como el piense. Meaning, that is the mind of the Lord. That is how the Lord operates. That's how he thinks. I hope German is also writing the Germany that just came the other day, two days ago. Is writing so much behind you, uh, uh, Julia. So, 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 I'm just saying, that is the mind of God. Look at this now. How have we seen the mind of God in that way? We can see it from Isaiah 26 verses 19 to verse 21. I can even read it right away just as an introduction for you here, blessed people. Isaiah 26, Isaiah 26, for those tuned in from the Spanish world. Isaiah 26, 19 only says, it says, but your dead will live, their bodies will rise, those who dwell on the dust of the earth, wake up and shout for joy. For your dew is as fresh as the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to our dead. Go, my people, Isaiah 26. Now look at this now. Isaiah 26 verse 20 is very powerful. It now lays out the rapture of the church, the mind of God. How God never accepts that his elect who are faithful should be staggered, should be smashed together with the wicked in judgment. Right? Verse 26, he talks about Le Chambre in, uh, in French. He says, he says the following, Isaiah 26, verse 20 now. He says, Go, my people, enter thou into thy chambers. Shut thy doors about thee. You know, another, other verses he says, Go, my people, enter your rooms. Shut your doors behind you. And hide yourself for a little while. Seven years right there, right? For a little while, seven years, tribulation, right? And then he says, until his wrath has passed by. Then he says, look at this. See, the Lord is coming out of his dwelling to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will disclose the, disclose the blood shed upon her. She will conceal her slain no longer. Isaiah 26, 19 to 21 really lays out a powerful paradigm. For God's mind, how the Lord operates in rescuing his people when judgments are coming. Are we together? Is that, are we now in that same page? In the same place, I think it is this place, in this place that I handle, remember Lord's wife, right? Again, during the time of Lot, he said, no, go up the mountain. I will not do anything until you leave, until you reach the mountain. 
Again, you see a pre-tribulation rapture. Let me tell you, there are following concepts. In the world of the educated, those who have gone to school and theology and everything, they have the so-called theories or whatever they are, or paradigms, I don't know how they call them, or philosophies, that they have the pre-tribulation rapture, the mid-tribulation rapture, the pre-wrath world, the post, you know, they have all those things. But for me, the Lord has spoken with me. And I laid it out for you here very clearly when I say it. Heaven opened in that vision. And then when heaven opened, the glory came out of heaven, changing the darkness of the sky, that vision, remember? And then the two golden glorious wedding rings came from heaven and were placed at the entrance, symbolizing. I said, it is not a wedding. It's not at all. But the Lord has taken a condescendence. He has taken a lowering, downgrading, downgrading himself to reach you at your level, to bring you esoteric truths of heaven and eternity at your level, Israel, so that you may understand the matters, deep matters of eternity and then like it. Are we together? No, and that's why he talks about the wedding of the Lamb. Because he saw for a long time, they are the wedding season and everybody seemed to have been preparing the whole year for the wedding season. It was the summertime, there was a crop, already new wine, and everything was there. So you saw that these people, all even the clothes, they were making new clothes for weddings and so forth. So the Lord lowered himself to speak to mankind in the terms of mankind that they may understand the deep hidden truths and secrets of heaven and eternity. And in that way they may love it, right? So we saw very clearly that it's a pre-tribulation rapture, Right? Because remember, after the wedding rings, the Lord shows me the white, glorious host in heaven. But that one now comes to Jerusalem. Are we together? In the second coming. And that's why, again, when you look at the, the, the paradigm we've just seen of the book of Isaiah, 26 verses 19 to 22, to 21 really, verse 20 talks about God's mind, how he intends to snatch his people. Verse 21, he is coming out with wrath. It's such a powerful paradigm for you to understand that the Lord will take the church before the tribulation. I know that I'm involved in most of these things. I have judged the earth. I don't know what has been shown to you here. Maybe COVID was shown to you. Maybe earthquakes. Maybe you have seen here today how I've been going all over the world and striking, judging unrepentant nations. So it's very clear God will judge sin. It's very, very clear that the Lord will judge sin. Are we together? But he will have to snatch away the church. And the purpose of that judgment is very clear the way I have said again and again and I repeat. The purpose of that judgment is that God, in the progression of his timeline, must now liberate the earth from Satan. And when he liberates the earth from Satan, he will do what? He will bring judgment to be able to dethrone him and then enthrone Jesus. And Jesus has promised that when he gets his glorious throne established, he will share his throne with you. It is in the Bible. Are we together with that? And that's why, look at this now. The importance of the rapture, we now see that the rapture of the church is a very important component of God's program of redemption. Are we together? It's a very important part of God's program on the earth for mankind. Such that there must be a time between the cross, between the cross or Pentecost, if you will, and the rapture is called the church age, Revelation chapters 2 and 3, right? 
And inside the church age, there is a lot happening there. There is a conversation there, including a warning about a certain dangerous form of Christianity, whereby uh, people live casual Christian lives, and yet the standards of God on holiness, the grace of God did not mean that God now tolerates sin. We have seen that. And that, another scripture, uh, and another importance, again, I, I put, it to, put it to you, that God must rescue his people, that is the importance of rapture. Hallelujah. Like now, I'll just give an example, don't feel bad. And let me get that caveat before I give this example. So, so that once I give it now, you'll just relax, right? For example, now we have an American sitting here. There's an American sitting here, and another American sitting here. There are a few Americans sitting here. Yes, now, if anything happens right now here, or if they hear anything is about to happen, you will see the American Special Forces, they, they are built somewhere here, they live somewhere around there. They, they land here with helicopters to do what? To take the Americans away. And that's why I said, please, don't feel bad to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. They don't feel bad. They, they will come and rescue. So it's a normal program. If man can do it for those they love, how much more does the Lord do it for the ones he loves? Hallelujah. And so that's why I'm saying, yes, that's why I'm saying, it's just normal for the Lord to come and rescue those. Why should he judge you? You have already accepted Jesus. Hallelujah. So he will come and rescue you. He will come and rescue you into glory as he judges the earth in the tribulation which I have seen and I've seen my involvement also. Some of the prophecies coming in the tribulation are already posted on the YouTube. That's very serious that they're already posted, right? I said the planets falling, you know, the stars, some terror. We feared they were going to hit the earth, right? And so please... Uh, and, and, and so, it's, uh, and number two, God is coming to judge the earth, so he must rescue. Why? Because number three is coming to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. And you and I know that surely, 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 in our salvation, at one point the church must enter heaven. Hallelujah. So this is now the moment the Lord is talking about how it will happen. Let me just move very fast because we have a very powerful message today. I need to start later. And in that return of Christ, look at this now, in that coming of Christ, I know I have not said it, but I want to say it here, that the rapture is just one of them, that there are two comings of the Messiah. When he returns in the rapture to take the church, then there is the tribulation, great tribulation, then there is another return where now he comes, which I've been sharing here, when I saw his feet touch the Mount of Olives and a huge earthquake take place and the, the, the rift, the, the, the valley that was created and his glory flowed in and opened the eastern gate of Jerusalem. I've shared that here. So there are two comings of the Messiah. And we have not spent much time on it. Last time when there were very senior bishops from all over the world, we had a tent out here, I shared quite extensive. Because I say there are differences between those two. This other one in the rapture, he comes up here in the sky, in the cloud, to call the church. To claim the church. Why does he claim the church? Does he have a right? Yes, he does. He died for the church. He purchased the church with his own blood. And after purchasing the church, look at this now, with his own life, then he covenanted. 
He separated her and developed a covenant of the blood. He said, do this in remembrance of me. He covenanted the church. He purchased the church. If you get a chance one day to read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, all the way down to verse 20, you hear him saying that we are not our own. We have been purchased. So he has a right to come and snatch his church. Those who have accepted him. And we saw very clearly that that requires that we also prepare for him. He said, I'm going to prepare heaven. You also prepare the earth. Hallelujah. And so, repentance, turning away from sin, and emphasizing on holiness. That's very key. Righteousness, right? Standing with good reverence. And so, in that coming, let's, let me just run with you on this one, which I didn't say here. Let me run with you on this one. Look at this now. If you look at now the rapture of the church, and the second coming, which is seven years after tribulation, look at this now. At the rapture of the church, like I said, he comes and stops only up here. The second coming is called second coming indeed, because the first one he came to the earth, now the second one is coming to the earth when he comes to Jerusalem. I have seen that event also. Now, those are differences. Number two, at the rapture of the church, he comes to take the elect, the holy ones, the righteous. At the second, he removes, rapture, he removes the, the righteous from the earth. Second coming, he removes the wicked from the earth. You remember Matthew chapter 13, where the angels will come and harvest them out. You also remember when he gave, it was not really so much of a parable, but he gave his instruction. He said, it's like a fisherman that fishes, catches a lot of fish. He just throws in a net. Then he begins to take the fish, put in this basket. Those which are not fish, throw out. He begins to throw them out. The tortoise says they're everything else, right? So, at the second coming, it is those who are wicked, who have rejected Christ, the rebellious that will be removed from the earth. At the rapture of the church, just like when he resurrected, remember he only showed himself to his friends, to those who accepted him, right? At the rapture of the church also, he will only be heard, he will only show himself, he will only take, only those who are his friends will see him. So it's a secret event, indeed, right? And then, second coming, everybody, if you read the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, and all the eyes will see him. We don't have time, this is not really the main thing, I just wanted to take base with you. Revelation, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, it says, look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him, and all the peoples of the earth who mourn because of him, so shall it be a man. That is powerful. That one, the, everybody sees him coming. And he says, and the people mourn. Why do they mourn? Because they rejected him. They were rebellious, and all of a sudden, they now see him coming in glory and power. Hallelujah. And so, there are many differences you can look through. The, the rapture of the church, the time is not mentioned. Second coming from the time the contract is signed with Israel. Look at what my prophecy has done in Palestine. The prophecy of July 26th, the year 2020. Look at what it, what it, until now is going on. Look at what my prophecy has done in Ukraine. This is serious, blessed people. COVID, coronavirus, four years clean. December 1, 2015, I gave the prophecy details, details. Saying it will come from Asia, it will overwhelm hospital nations, the hospitals will be flooded. I put in the YouTube, in those mighty words, 
or in the YouTube for four clean years. Nobody knew that these words hidden here are going to shut down the earth. The power, hallelujah, of the Lord. But I'm saying, it's a very powerful uh, thing to see that the second coming, you take from when the contract is signed. You can literally count seven years. Because that's why you see in Daniel's prophecy that we looked at Daniel chapter 12, he gives exact prophecy. He gives 20, 90 days. He gives another one, 1,335 days. That's very exact prophecy. Hallelujah. And I explained to you why not 1,260 days, why one month after that, and why another 15 days to make well, another, for, rather, 45 days. I explained to you why, when, until he establishes the throne, and those blessed are they that reach there when finally he has established the millennial reign, right? Are we together? Please, together. So, we also say another aspect of the, aspect of the rapture, the imminency of the rapture. And we saw, I read for me for yesterday for you from the book of James chapter 5, verses 7 to 9, where he said, like a farmer waiting for rain, he just waits until it comes autumn and spring rain. And after waiting, wait, he waits patiently for, without knowing when it will happen. The Lord is using that to essentially underscore the imminency of Christ's return. Meaning the day and the hour is not known. And I say when God presents the imminency of Christ's return, the purpose is one, that it may change the way you live your life on the earth. Are we together? Remember, I'm just running down what we saw. This is not the message for today. I'm just running down, summarizing, because we have a guest here and other guests who have come. And so, that it may transform, change the way you live on the earth. If you are aware that the Messiah will come at any time, you will make effort to always be ready any minute, any moment. That when he comes, he finds you ready. If you are aware that any time you will arrive, midnight, 2 o'clock, a.m., whatever, you, you will always be ready all the time. Hallelujah. I don't know how to explain this to you. I gave the example, uh, for example, when you are waiting for a guest to come at home, right? And they did not tell you when they are coming. Maybe it's your loved one from America, from USA, from... Okay, that's America twice, right? Okay, and then uh, Canada, and also Australia and everywhere. Maybe it's your daughter, or your son, or your loved one, or your guest, or your pastor, another guest pastor is coming. From Uganda, from Tanzania, from, uh, from Burundi, Rwanda. You are waiting for a guest. You understand? And you are not aware what time they will arrive. You are told any time. So normally the tendency is this. You'll always be ready. And anytime you hear vroom, 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 say, hey Peter, I'm going to hold you again. Here. You see that? You'll always jump and say, hey, are these the ones who have come? They say, no, it is three o'clock in the morning, please. Mm -hmm. So you'll see, many cannot sleep, right? When there is a bump, you'll think that vehicle has stopped, right? Is that the vehicle? Are those the guests? They say, no. That is not them. Meaning, you will all the time be waiting. So, even you will be sitting, you cannot sleep. You will be dressed, ready to run and receive them, right? That is the purpose of the imminency of Christ's return. When he said, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, and then, boom, he will take the church. 
there will be a transformation. We saw the transformation involved, right? Where you'll be glorified. We handled it extensively here. When, with the vision of, the vision of, uh, October 18th, the year 2021, when by voice the Christ about, about 12 meters away from me in his glory said, go tell these people that when the rapture takes place, they will have glorious bodies like mine. We handled that very extensively here. And we saw that that was a powerful instruction. Because in that instruction, we handled the glorious body that he promised you. And we saw that that glorious body is such a gift. Incomparable. And we saw also that Christ was speaking with me in such a manner as though he was saying, Look, I have watched the church globally for a long time. But I found out that they are not focusing on the right thing. They are focusing on the earthly things. They are focusing on the here and now. The wealth of the earth to eat well, to live well. Run to them and tell them, no, focus on the glory. The promised glory. That is now unpurchasable and expensive. That one, nobody can give it to you. Nothing on the earth can purchase that. So we saw that part of that vision, that instruction. And we handled the glorious body and oh, how awesome. No cancer, no pain, no aging, no arthritis, no, no getting tired, no, no diabetes. You understand? We saw all those benefits that the Lord is laying before us. And we saw very clearly, focus on me still, we saw very clearly that that has been the nature of God. That if you read the Bible from the book of Genesis, all throughout, up to Revelation, this is what you find in that Bible. You find that the Lord always presents incentives. He's always presenting incentives to his people that if you obey me, look now what you'll get. If you obey me, you'll get this. Not idolatry, not idol worship. We still worship Jehovah, right? But he puts some rewards. That is his nature. Even Jesus himself, we say in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, that for the glory set before him, he ignored and undermined the cruel death on the cross because he focused on the glory ahead of him. Hallelujah. And we say it is our perfect example. Hallelujah. And so we saw that the rapture will be in its imminency and the purpose of the imminency is to make us ready all the time. I read from Luke chapter 12 verses 35 to 40. Luke 12, 35 to 40. Where he said the church is divided into two. There are those who are genuine servants. They wait for him. That it will be good for those servants whom the master finds waiting. Meaning the true definition of Christian salvation is to wait for Jesus. And we saw that the church in Thessaloniki, Thessalonia, they really did that. Only preached in three weeks, their idol worshippers became born again and began waiting for Jesus. Hallelujah. And they thought Jesus would come in the first century church. But we read Luke chapter 12, 35 and 40. You hear Jesus saying, no, I'm not coming in the first watch. I'm coming in the second or third watch. One of the only few scriptures where Jesus revealed it, right? And so, imminence of his return. And then the other thing we say is that the rapture is a mystery. The church itself is a mystery. The rapture is a mystery. Why? Because it is hidden. If you look at the paradigm of the prophecy of God, given to Daniel by Gabriel, the angel that has spoken with me quite a few times, if you ask me, I will tell you that Gabriel is an archangel. Let me just give you the example, one of the visitations, when the Lord showed me the tribulation temple, and the two beasts entering there. 
And then I told the Lord before the global service here, I told the Lord, look, I don't understand. Can you give me the, the revelation of this? The next day now, it is Gabriel that came. And remember I described this globally when he came flying and he landed and look at this now. And he took his wings, the sharp the ends, the ends of the wing, when he folds them, he becomes sharp. And then he did this. He stood the sharp wings like this. And then his hands. And then the glory. The glory that he comes with after about a meter and a half, flowing like cloud, white cloud, like this, like this, like this, cover everywhere plus the bed where I'm sleeping. Until his eyes gain eye contact with me. Okay, I know that I should not describe a lot more than this. But uh, him, I know him because the Lord has sent him to me quite a bit. Even Menengai 1. Menengai 1, when I feared that the rapture would take place. He is the one that came with the golden trumpet. When I said, hey, I've seen the angel of the Lord come with the golden trumpet. Now look at this now. And I said there's going to be an instant visitation when he does that. And then above the, above the meeting, then a fire. Then we are with fire. Then brought fire above the meeting. Now look at this now. Focus on me now. He put his, uh, his wing like this. And then his hand. And then look now, the glory, the cloud, the glory, white, glorious cloud, flowing like that, covering the whole circumference up to the bed where I'm sleeping. When he gained eye contact with me, then he spoke and said, coming to destroy the house. After that, then he left. So I understood that that is what Jesus also referred to when Jesus quoted the prophecy of Daniel, the abomination of desolation. Hallelujah. So I understood the message very clearly. But I'm saying, we saw that in that prophecy when Gabriel spoke with Daniel, the rapture was not mentioned. The Lord simply said 70 weeks of judgment. The last week is now about to start. You can see in the news, Israel is boiling at my prophecy. So the last week of judgment is about to happen. We all know that, right? But that week of judgment is strictly for Israel because the Lord was speaking, thy people, thy city. Talking to who? Talking to Daniel. It was not for the church, right? Hallelujah. Just allow me, follow me so I can run on this before we start the message tonight. So um, we, we saw very clearly that as Gabriel is speaking to Daniel, he did not mention the rapture, but he mentioned key things like atonement of sin, getting rid of sin, totally establishing everlasting righteousness. So we understood that that profile goes, the way, goes all the way into the eternal state. When the holy place is anointed, when wickedness has been gotten rid of, eternal righteousness established, right? But in there, there is a cross. When the Messiah makes a triumphal entry to the date, to the date. And then the cross. But look now, after 69 weeks, you are supposed to move the 70th, right? But the Lord stopped. It has been more than 2,000 years now. When he has stopped the church age for you to come in. That's why the church and the rapture is a mystery. It was not mentioned. But all of a sudden when you read verse 27 of Daniel chapter 9, the tribulation is on already. Meaning the church has been taken away, right? And we saw very clearly from Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 that on this rock I'll build my church. And the devil will not prevail over that church. The devil will not overcome that church, right? And then we saw yet in Daniel chapter 7, verses 21 to 22, that he was doing battle against God's people and prevailing over them. He said, no, that means the church must have gone, right? Hallelujah. 
And in Revelation 13, also verse 7, he was given power to do battle against God's holy people and prevail over them. Hallelujah. We saw the mystery of the church in 1 Corinthians 15, 50 to 58. Hallelujah. And in Daniel chapter 9, as I've said, 24 to 27. Then we also saw a very important characteristic of the rapture, that there is an entire generation that will be exonerated from death. Are we together now? There is an entire generation that will actually not taste death. And look at this. In that way the Lord implied again the same principle that I gave you, the mind of the Lord, that you see in the book of Isaiah 26, 19 to 21, and you see also in the time of Lot, remove Lot first before you judge, right? Look at this now. Also the time of Enoch. Do you remember the Lord removes Enoch from the sin, and then shortly the floods, okay, let me put it this way, Noah's floods. In Noah's floods, there are three types of people. Focus on me now. The first one, represented by Enoch, are those that the Lord takes away before the judgment. Hallelujah. I know you're saying, I would do it that, right? Yes, the ones the Lord takes away, that is represented by Enoch. The people the Lord will take away before judgment strikes. Represented by Enoch. But after that, look at this now. There is another group. There is another group that totally perishes in the floods. Are we together? And the third group are those whom God preserves inside the floods. The ark. The door is shut there inside the, the boat. You can imagine the boat. Who saw? Who is it that watched the American exit from Afghanistan? Did you watch it? Everybody watched it. It was such a classic. I mean a, tra- a tragedy. I mean a shock, right? People were climbing on the wings of military aircrafts. Standing on them, climbing on them, trying to hang on the wings until they were going up and they were falling off the planes. You saw? It was unbelievable. So that is also what happened during the time of Noah. You can imagine how many people were hanging on the boat. They tried, please, please open for us. You can imagine how many were crying there. But the Bible says, The Lord himself shut the door. It was not Noah. Hallelujah. Yeah, because you know Noah, the emotional part of man, say, oh, I'm the neighbor who gave you salt the other day when you asked me, could have tried to open. No, the Lord himself, the exacting law of God. That tells you that the time of grace, no matter does what, comes to an end. Are we together? And so, look at this now. So you see the three types of people during Noah's floods. Those taken away, rescued, Raptured before the, 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 the judgment represented by Enoch and those who are killed in the floods, judged in the floods and those who are preserved inside the flood and so in your conception and understanding the 70th week of Daniel should be those, if you receive the Lord, we, we, are going, we are going to have a big talk today, if you receive the Lord at that time, you will be among those preserved in in other words, you will be slaughtered and overcome the devil by slaughter, my Lord. By slaughter. This is such an awakening, right? 
So we saw the mystery of the church, uh, of the rapture, and we saw the snatching away. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18, right? Are we together? I'm simply summarizing for you what we saw. And we saw also First Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, that the church is not meant for wrath. And we saw also First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. We wait for a savior. And remember we read from the book of Philippians chapter 3.